The reason that politics is downstream of culture is because it takes longer to react to politics. You have a presidential election every four years. You have an off election every two years. But you get to decide what movies you want to watch right now. And you may get to make that decision 10 or 15 times a year. You may get to decide on a practical daily basis what you watch and what you don't watch. And it's easy to go out and see what is succeeding and what is failing. And three years ago, all of the woke agenda that was in the pop culture crested and peaked and people walked away from the pop culture. They walked away from Star Wars, walked away from Star Trek, walked away from all of it. And sure enough, now in the pop culture, they're scrambling to turn that around and go back to making movies the way they used to because they are learning, get woke, go broke. But that was demonstrably proven by immediate metrics like box office receipts and sales of merchandise and all the rest of it. The thing that I was most afraid of never came about. What would have scared the daylights out of me would have been if Star Trek Discovery, the wokest show in the galaxy, if that show had been a success, if that show had tremendous numbers and ratings, if that show had a rabid fan base, if that show were having conventions that were being sold out, if that show had merchandise that was flying off the shelves, if people who had never been Star Trek fans before suddenly start becoming Star Trek fans because of the woke content of Star Trek, that's when I would have been worried. Same for Star Wars and same for all the rest. But nobody wants it. It's all failing. It's already failed in the pop culture. And those attitudes, which you are able to react to in real time, are now beginning to be felt in the two to four year election cycle, which is why politics is downstream of culture. We have been fighting holding actions and, and, and we've been fighting rear guard actions and, we're, you know, and, and we've, been, we've been gritting our teeth and hanging on. But this is 1943, you know? If you look back in history, 1943, what happened in 1943? Well, you know, not a whole lot, really, you know. 43 was the, year that the, was the year that the war turned. Prior to 1943, we were losing. After 1943, it was just downhill all the way in terms of the assured victory over Germany and Japan. That's where we are right now. We're going to see in November something astonishing. And we're going to continue to see it. The president of the United States is a laughingstock. The vice president is a laughingstock. The speaker of the House of Representatives is a laughingstock. All three of them are prominent Democrats, and they're all going to go. And I personally, while hating to wallow in the agony and frustration and despair of others, as a general principle, I'm just having the time of my life. They've already destroyed the courts or doing their best to destroy the courts. They've destroyed the Senate and the House. The Senate used to be the House of the States. No, the progressives already took care of that. Now it's just the House of Lords, you see. There's no protection for the states anymore. Things like the filibuster, Things like that. Harry Reid needs a vote, so we're going to throw that tradition out the window, just like the tradition of not leaking Supreme Court stories. That's going to go, too. We'll destroy that. We'll destroy everything. We'll just go right down the list. We have a president who doesn't know what day of the week it is. We have a vice president who tries to explain to children what day of a week it is. And we are in extremely difficult shape, but... 
My theory has been from the outset of this, but especially since the 2020 election, that despite the appalling, appalling catastrophe that the left has been for the country and the world, by the way, that when the left is in absolute power, then they have to come into contact with reality. And when that happens, everything they have falls apart and everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. Because after this leak that Roe v. Wade was likely to be overturned, this, again, the third rail of, of left-wing politics, this is it. This is the hill they will fight and die on. Surely, when this news is leaked, Republicans are going to take up battering. That's why it was leaked. Well, not according to the latest poll. After the, after the leak about Roe v. Wade being overturned, Republicans gained 4%. Why? Well, because we've had monsters on the loose in this country now for 40 years, but really roaming the streets in broad daylight for the last four or five. And everywhere we look, we see what they do and how they act and, and, and the damage, just the trail of wreckage they leave. And I've been kind of selective about this particular word today because I don't generally think it's fair, and I still have an interest in being fair, to call your political opponents monsters. I'm not calling them monsters because they disagree with me. And I'm not even calling them monsters because of the damage that they've done. Because you could make the case, although certainly won't stand up, that they didn't really know what they're doing. Now, I'm calling them monsters because now, now we're seeing what they're really, really made of. Really made of. Now, after the Supreme Court leak, we're seeing that this is a death cult, that the only definition of a woman, as far as the left is concerned, is someone who is not only willing to get an abortion, but who is not only enthusiastic about getting an abortion, but somebody who is, but a, a, a woman is a person who will fight to the death in order to have an abortion and to, and to terminate her pregnancy, to terminate her unborn child. That's the definition of a woman today for the left. That's the definition. That's what they are. 